What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before you get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials down below. We're almost at 100 followers on TikTok, so get us going there. We're about 20-ish, 25, 28 away because we gained one today. Um, make sure, audio listeners, make sure you guys download it, rate it, and review it. Um, before we continue, just a couple of uh, notes to keep for next week. Christmas is on Monday, so we will not be releasing an episode on Monday. Uh, instead, we'll be releasing one on Tuesday. So just a heads up right now, that will be out on Tuesday. It should be a banger one. It should be a big one because we got Christmas games. we got NFL games going all weekend. So uh, there's that. Um, and this weekend, we also are dropping our guest video. Um, it should be out on Saturday or sometime this weekend. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that, both audio-wise and YouTube-wise. Uh, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Monday Night Football, NFL, Eagles, Seahawks, go. Upset. <laughs> <laughs> Upset alert. Because I thought the Seahawks were done, especially when I saw Jude Locke was starting and then Jalen Hurts was playing. And I guess I was fully wrong. And I saw the first drive. It was a good drive by the Eagles as well. Yeah. And after that, it just they couldn't stack on more points. Um, obviously, so I got to lean on this one a little bit more because I watched the end of the game. You couldn't. First off, Drew Law, uh, let's talk, uh, we're going to talk about the Eagles first. Um, question, which is probably the title of this video, are they frauds? They, mm, I mean, they might be. <laughs> they, they genuinely might remember, be. Remember at the beginning of the year, I'm like, I don't trust this team because they're barely beating the bad teams. And there's a reason why I had them number five on my power rankings. Now, it sounds hypocritical because they're still on my power rankings. I put them at five, giving them one more opportunity. But then they will beat Dallas and they won a couple of those big games, right? Chiefs. Yeah, so they won a couple of those big games. So I was like, okay, they're back. And now they're back to that. And Jalen Hurts called up the team saying that we're not concentrated or focused or whatever the case is. They're back to that, and they're getting punished for it, right? There's no way. Like, Seattle, like, hey, wasn't I not right when I said Seattle, this is a potential upset of the week, even though I didn't pick them in my family pick them, but in general, yeah, I guess. this was like one of those ones where I'm like, okay, this is potential, this is definitely an upset alert for uh, Eagles are an upset alert, and I was right. Um, it comes back to how simple their offense is to predict. They switched defensive coordinators from uh, Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. And uh, didn't work out really. When you have Christian McCaffrey on the Manning cast predicting a play, you know you're doing something wrong at that point. Yeah, that's and true. it comes back to it. They lost Jonathan Gannon. They lost Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen was an elite play caller, proving it with Gardner Minshew this year. You got um, Jonathan Gannon, who was a great defensive play caller. Proving it again, kind. I don't know how well I can't say too much with that, but I think Arizona's. But well, the thing is, like, we expect Arizona to get destroyed. Yeah. And they're not getting destroyed. So, off the bat, like, that's the biggest thing. And there's a reason why you picked Sirianni to win coach of the year. Literally, those two reasons. Like, if they do so good, that reason, both he's going to be carrying. Good. Yeah. Um, the thing with Steichen is this it's not just because, oh, Steichen left and their Eagles offense is bad. The Colts offense is supposed to be shit, right? Rookie quarterback, no expectations. At all, he had to do two, and he's, two game plans, but for yeah, the one for Richardson, one for Minshew. Adjusting on that, plus they scored twenty points in every single game except but for one. two, or two. Yeah, here's the thing: Steichen also not only he had a, a different style of quarterback in Minshew and Richardson. Richardson's a rookie. Yeah, exactly. Minshew at least has as um, chaotic as he is. 
He still has experience and he had a good rookie year and he's de- decent backup, right? Yeah, I mean, the offense is the main concern for sure. Um it's like I think the meme was pick these four plays from Madden which is QB run or a running play, um QB draw this way and then like long uh or Hail Mary that way, right? Deep pass to the AJ two, Brown. The two deep passes were brutal. Right? Who was there? Julian Love picked them off. Well, the second one was bu- uh, beautiful. No need to throw picks, though. Or sorry, no need to throw, make that throw. One of them, they were winning. The last one, they didn't need to go down the field. They needed a field goal to tie to go overtime. And yeah. bet on that. They went deep. It's like you could tell he was weak and sick or something because it was weakly thrown. Like he, Either the receiver, didn't, receiver overran it or he underthrew it, one or the other. Someone's messed up. First one, it was I think it was Quez Watkins, or I don't know if he's back. I think number sixteen or someone. Um, it wasn't even AJ Brown, so you're not even tossing to AJ Brown, who has the physical capability of mossing someone. Um, yeah, watching this team ain't that fun. Like when I watched that last drive, and what I'm gonna give a lot of credit to Seattle in a second. But the ego side of things, this is your Super Bowl contender. You you could say that they're your second. But you should. This should be a top two team. Right now, they're playing more on the Lions level than they were playing on the, the Niners level. Yeah. Um, there's two yeah, points. Yeah. That's just, the offensive side of things. Um, okay, go to that. Then yeah, we'll two points I want to make is one, if you want to lose game, it's a perfect time to lose games now. You're already clinched, right? Obviously, you want to win the, uh, the division. But at the same time, like, you're not, like, you have a security blanket for yourself. You have 10 wins, you know, right? You kind of, you could afford a loss, is what I'm trying to say. Not three right now. But, yeah, I know. Like, I'm talking about, like, you could afford some bad play right now. The thing is this, how are you going to figure it out? Because that's the issue. Because Here's you don't want to be going on this run into the playoffs. If you could figure it out when your next three games go into the playoffs, there's some confidence building up. Like, potentially how the Bills are building up some confidence. If they need to make the playoffs, they have to win three games. So, if it if it could turn around, they'll be a scary playoff team. Not but if not, they're going to be like that Steelers team that won 11-0 and got bounced in the first round by Cleveland. Here's the thing. I slightly disagree with the, the right time losing. Their last three games are against Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So, it's not real competition there. Yes, it's a good way to get your confidence boost back. I get that. Who did they lose to? The Cowboys, the Seahawks, and... Niners. All playoff teams. Okay, that's point number one. Or potential one. playoff teams, yeah, in the Seahawks case. Yeah, but like better than the, uh, better than what they were. When the Niners went on the three-game losing streak, they went on, they lost against the bad teams, if I'm not mistaken. They lost to Vikings, Bengals, and someone else that I don't remember. Browns? Browns, yeah, that was the first okay. one. Yeah, okay, so the competition was weaker. But when they came back from that bye week, they figured it out right away. They got a bye week. So they that lo- those losses were at the right time. These losses are at the wrong time because you have three weeks and you have a potential playoff thing to go to and you're playing bad competition, whereas Niners came out and destroyed the great competition, right? This isn't the right time to win. This will hinder them in the playoffs, 100%. They're lucky that the Cowboys got a tough remaining schedule, Right? Um, Dolphins this weekend, and I forget who the last two were. One of them is probably the Commanders, and then I forget who the other one was. Um, so they should win the division. No, uh, Assuming Dallas loses one of them, right? There's no excuse to lose these last three. But no, they're, they're, it's the loss of the coordinators are clearly showing. I don't know if Stike and uh, Sirianni is built as a head coach at this point, because how much did... Because he's a, obviously the coach that leans on the um, coordinators a lot. 
right? Defensively, I don't know, like obviously, oh, James Bradbury. I was about to bring that up. That was my second point. James Bradbury, I you missed Terry. I saw no, I saw the last drive. Yeah, every catch was on James Bradbury. Yeah, like yeah, Bradbury's a complete. He's a CB two or three. At this, proved it. He literally, they literally proved it. They targeted Bradbury. They he got a DPI call on him. Um, and everything's on him, right? Like, as good as Bradbury is, he ain't no Darius Slay. So, Darius Slay... Um, well, to your point. Masks his, um, his deficiencies, right? To your point. It's like hiding a yeah. like Steph Curry on a defensive yeah. team, right? To your point, James Bradbury was good last year with Darius Slay. And CJ Garner-Johnson. Exactly. So, when he's on his own, it's a completely different story. Yeah, and... Um, Debo Samuel was right. He... Debo yeah, Samuel was right, yeah. And McCaffrey was right. McCa- oh, no, McCaffrey. Nick Bosa's right. He's like, bro, we we showed what the game plan is for the Eagles, so Cowboys go do something about it, and they did. Yeah, right? that's true, and too. And now Seattle did it. Whatever they did, it worked. Right? Like, I missed like, the first bit of the game, so you could talk about that part. I watched the last... Like, oh, I saw the first drive. Yeah, I watched the first quarter and Stupid a half. Stupid exams. Sorry, the last <laughs> quarter and a half. And Bradbury got cooked. Jalen Hurts did not look good. I don't know if it was because of the health or what the reason was, but man, oh man. Switching gears to the Seahawks, we got to give him credit. I'm starting off with Drew Locke off the bat. And we got to keep in mind, Drew Locke was a second round pick. Drew Locke was supposed to be going late first, early second, whatever he went. I'm pretty sure he went second. Uh, I could fact check that later. But but I remember the Colts were a potential team that could get him. Um, I forget which draft class this was. But uh, he had moments in... Uh, Denver. He obviously didn't get his opportunity till this year because he was supposed to be the starter, I believe, last year. But Geno Smith did Geno Smith things in the offseason, won the job, and went crazy last year, right? Um, Drew Locke has proven that he's an NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's a top year quarterback you win with. I'm not saying that he could replace him with Brock Purdy and he could do the same thing. No. I'm saying he's at least top 64. And I'm not saying hey, he, deserves, he deserves to be on a roster. Yeah, like he deserves to be on the roster no and matter like what. Bat- like Gardner, like Gardner, like I would feel confident Drew Locke has my backup quarterback next year. Let's just say we don't bring back Gardner for whatever reason. Yeah. Like if we if Colts needed a backup QB this year, for example, I wouldn't. I would not be like scared with Drew Locke as my quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Right now, especially with Steichen, it helps. But props, man. That that last drive. Gave, Ninety-two yards. Like obviously, it helps. DK Metcalf made the plays that he needed to. Um was like a minute and a half to go with one timeout remaining. Manning, Maiden Manning was like, why? Maiden. <laughs> Peyton Manning was like, why are you calling these timeouts early? And it could hurt them. It clearly didn't. On, he trusted the trust he had in Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Now I hope that Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet had a great running game uh, co- uh, combined together, which obviously opened the field up for him a little bit more. But, you know, Drew, Drew Locke, um, Happy for the guy that post game was a presser or post game uh, interview with uh, Lisa Salters was really really good. Those are the type of things I like when you hear emotion. Um, being a f- huge sports fan, those are the type of things that get you kind of like teary eyed or you feel the water is coming type of thing. And you could hear it in his voice. I'm so so happy for Drew Locke, man. I hope he continues it. I'm not saying I think Gino will be the, if he's healthy, he's still the quarterback. I think they confirmed yeah. that already, but uh, at, at least it's a good showing that. You hey know. man, his pressure's on Gino. If you're if you're not performing, they they will bench you now. Now that being they'll said, they'll be confident in benching you as well, taking you out of the game. That being said, um, overall Seahawks performance great. I'm more confident in my pick that it's a dumb end. The Rams making the playoffs this year. Yeah, um, I remember what I said last time. 
You said I, you have I to said wait. Rams. You said you have to wait. You, Rams, we both guarantee yeah, the Rams. Yeah. The other team, Rams. you said I think Packers. Yeah, I think uh, that was before. I thought they were going to beat the Bucks, but I yeah. guess not. Uh, yeah, Seahawks are definitely are still going to be contending. There's the Rams and Saints game that's going to be coming up. So wait, wait, be, wait. Not contending. I mean, like uh, for the wild card spot. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> not like actual Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, they're 7 and 7. You have the big Rams Saints game coming up, and then. Obviously, Packers are still in the mix as well. Vikings and are still in the mix. And you guys still throwing the Falcons as well, and obviously the Vikings yeah. too. Um, the thing with the Seahawks is they've made some moves in the deadline by adding Leonard Williams. And they did this without um, Witherspoon and Adams. Witherspoon? Oh, Adams sucks. Who cares about Adams, bro? Well, I listen Ad- to Softy Mahler, Dave Softy Mahler. Well, it was like, Adams he- cut. Like, no, like no, he no. got scratched or something? No, he was actually injured. But oh. he's like, uh, Dave Softy Mahler, like, he's literally like, the Seattle version of Mad Dog Russo, uh, Seattle sports fan, like the classic American fan you hear shouting and everything. He was on Halford and Bruff this morning. I messaged my buddy who was also the same thing. The dude's like, get that bum out of here. He's a terrible person because of what he tweeted. Uh, did you know what happened with that? Like so something he, about like... He, he just called out a reporter's wife. Just saying like, yeah, look, yeah. U- ugly or whatever, something like that. Yeah, like, something like that. So he's an asshole for that, for sure. And I get that part. But from in fact of playing, he's like, he's not the same. It's kind of like the Shaq Leonard effect minus Shaq Leonard is actually a good person. Um, yeah. Because Shaq Leonard did not look good in the Eagles game either. But um, yeah, I know. Like Jamal like Jamal's not a loss. Devin Witherspoon's a loss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamal Adams is not a loss. But anyways, continue. Yeah, but I'm just saying like... um. Their defense was supposed to be good, and they, they played well, obviously, against the Eagles. And then offensively, Drew Locke made some throws. And I, I said this, I think, I don't remember which game it was. I think Drew Locke had to step in for a drive. Drew Locke was Drew, fine in the Seattle, yeah. San Francisco game. He too. was okay in the San Francisco game, yeah. And But like there was this game earlier on. Drew Locke had to step in for a drive. It was a touchdown drive. When Gino yeah. was like out for a, that drive. I don't remember which game it was. It was a game before that. It was a Monday game, I think. Uh, I think Witherspoon had a pick six that game. I forgot who they played. Well, look, I think it was the Giants. I'm pretty sure it was the Giants. Right, it was the Giants. It was the Giants. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was the Giants. But yeah, um, Seahawks are definitely not out of it. That is for sure. And uh, like the AFC, there's a bunch of teams fighting for um, this, for the NFC's sake is two wild cards and a division spot. Whereas the AFC, everything is open except for the, everything is open except for the Ravens making it. Like Ravens are guaranteed in because they clinched over the Jaguars. Um, do we need do we need to talk Ravens Jaguars or did we mention them last time? Um, when was that? Sunday. We were recording while watching. Oh yeah, so yeah, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, so Ravens Jaguars. Oh, we're done with this game then. Yeah, I mean, like we got covered Seahawks, give them the props. Shout on the Eagles, right? Drew Lock didn't get a touchdown that game, by the way. It was a touchdown drive. Oh, like okay, well, he was yeah. two for six for sixty-three yards and no, and yeah. a rush. But anyways, um, so I think he came for two drives, but the drive he first came because he yeah he got a compl- like of his first completion was a good completion. Okay, so, uh, Sunday night football. Ravens Jaguars. Ra- um, Jaguars first off, um, did not look good. Trevor Lawrence doesn't look the same. He's hurt. Yeah, he is hurt. Um, now he's, he's on concussion protocol. He's playing injured and. Uh, you clearly tell that he's playing injured. <laughs> yeah, you know, he now he's in concussion protocol. That AFC South is now a juggernaut division out of nowhere. Like, we projected that to be the second worst division of football. It's arguably one of the best in football now. Um, <clears throat> sorry. In terms of uh, the Ravens, yeah. They, they, yeah, it might not have been the greatest game for them, but they're winning. 
and their defense They're is winning. Go. Defense Justin is Houston is released by the uh, Panthers, and he might join a contender, and he might reunite there. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, I don't mind reunite, yeah. but yeah. Justin Madubike is a shout-out I'm going to give because yeah. this guy has been killing it this year. Obviously, you have Lamar, Zay Flowers, stepping up as a rookie receiver. OBJ is looking good the last four weeks. So, they're coming together, but they have a big game as well. That's we'll talk about later on with the Niners. But yeah, no, these Ravens, this Ravens team is a complete football team. They're the healthiest they've been this late in the season in a long time because the last few years, Lamar has been injured at this time. We saw a lot of Tyler Huntley that I became a Tyler Huntley fan. Uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. And Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl last year. So you could tell that yeah. they're, they're a healthy team this year compared to last year. Obviously, it sucks when you have no Mark Andrews. That's the yeah. big loss. We'll see how. Obviously, they're that coping, will be a factor they're, they're coping well right now, but when it comes to the big games, yeah. can they can they replace Mark Andrews? Okay. So, last bit of news with the Jaguars side of things Canadian Nathan Rourke has been not released for him to because he had to go back to the practice squad. So he was put on waivers for that reason. And. New England Patriots picked him up, and we'll talk about that later, but just a reminder for myself here. Uh, let's get to the our disappointments and our um, surprise team of the week. I will start off that the disappointing team for me was the Denver Broncos. I, you know, it looked like they were coming around. They were going to be like a playoff spot push heavily, uh, but came against the Lions, and they looked like the same old Broncos. This is two straight L's now? For them? That the is... Texans and Lions? I guess. They were 7-5? and five. Yeah. They went on a big run, bro. No, they beat the Chargers. Or is it beat the Chargers? It was so. loss, win, loss. Okay, yeah. But they lost two big ones. Um, and uh, the Lions showed who they are again. But the Broncos couldn't do anything about it. And uh, I guess Goff took, uh, took it to heart when Cam Newton said he's a game manager. Yeah. But yeah, on the Broncos side of things, you've been playing well, and this is definitely gonna hurt. And right you're now. in a spot. But to the make good the news for the Broncos is they have an easy schedule. The bad news for the Broncos is they're a full game behind, so they're gonna need a lot of help yeah. in order to get in. Uh, my disappointment team: if you allow 63 points in the game, you are a disappointment, and uh, might be considered relegating to the XFL because that defense. Oh my goodness. And it's not like you faced the Dolphins or yeah. the Bills who could like you know light you up or the Niners who will light you up or even the Ravens. You faced Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. All right. I'm an Aiden O'Connell supporter, but he shouldn't be scoring 63 points on you. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with offensive turnovers as well. But yeah, good thing. Good thing. I guess this was the Staley's last draw and. Uh, you what can't are you be. About that? You guys should you check out be, our yeah, reaction yeah. last time. You can't be allowing sixty-three Sorry, points. Sorry, last episode. You can't be allowing sixty-three points. I don't yeah. give a shit who you are. Honorable mention: the New York Jets for not scoring and allowing thirty with that defense, and I and there's no Tyreek Hill. I still get their offenses uh, high flying, and uh, Atlanta Falcons, also dis- honorable mention for disappointing to the point that they're starting Taylor Heineke again. So. Um, but I mean, the, Falcons is a long story short. You lost to the Panthers. Yeah, but that, like, <laughs> the way you lost was bad. Too. Yeah. Um, but it's the Panthers. So losing in team, general. Not surprised they won. I'm surprised how they won, and how much we've been bashing this team. But the Buffalo Bills, kind of manhandling the Cowboys. Yeah, they, especially with that defense. They man. made the Cowboys look like an average team. 
I mean, that's two straight wins for the Bills. Yeah. But the Cowboys, they cannot, they they better hope they win the division because they can't play a road game to save their life right yeah. now. Uh, lost to the Eagles, a loss to the Niners, now lost to the Bills. I think they lost to the Cardinals on the road as well. Those, all the four of their losses were on the road. So yeah. they're, they're going to need to pray for a, a division win for them. And uh, they have another road game against the Dolphins next week. Uh, for me, surprise team was Bucks. Um, they really, they handled the Packers pretty easily, in my opinion. It was supposed to be a good close game, a big playoff impl- implications on this game, and uh, the Bucks just ran away with it. Uh, and they stopped a hot Packers team. And obviously, the Packers now, after a loss with the Giants, now have lost two in a row. So their chances might be dwindling a little bit now. Um, couple of news before we get to our game of the week for next week. Uh, well, not news. What you mentioned the Nathan Rourke thing. So the thing with Nathan Rourke is he's on the active squad no matter what. He has to be on the active squad. So that means we could see him play. Yeah. Um, I've never hoped, aside from injury, I've never hoped for a team quarterback to play bad until this time. <laughs> Just because I want to see him play. But he's, he's a patriot. <laughs> That's it. I, I don't care about I know, this yeah. point. I know, um, The other news is, it was a question. The Canadian Tom Brady. Is comeback player of the year Joe Flacco now? I mean, I think he should be. I forgot be, to ask last time. Then He I, should be yeah. instilled in the conversation for sure. I, it might be him. He, Bro, he just, he, he's a 40-year-old quarterback getting off the couch, throwing bombs like a, he never left the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's that's 30, wild. If he leads to in the playoffs, he'll be 39 when the playoffs start. Yeah. I believe. Something like that. I old. think, I think, like I said, I think it should, I think it might be DeMar Hamlin kind of by default in a way. But just because, like, the, his injury was, like, or his, not even injury, whatever he sustained, the, uh, what he sustained, even coming back to play a drive deserves that award. And I get, like, and I get the argument of, like, well, he hasn't played enough for sure. Don't go, don't get me wrong. But Joe Flacco coming off a couch, what type of definition of, com- like, both of those definitions I said, one on the extreme side of health, but one of them is, like, literally off the couch. Literally, yeah. Literally off the couch. And yeah, who obviously kept himself in shape, so that's credit to Joe Flacco there. But and he's just out there slinging it. But no, just a just a debate there. But speaking of the Cleveland Browns, still coach of the year. Obviously, we're a little biased, but I think he's a favorite now to win is Shane Steichen. Are the finalists for you one of Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryan's? Because I don't think both make the playoffs. And then Kevin Stefanski are the only like those are the three options essentially to win it this year. Yeah, because I saw the names like there's Kyle, no one of they're both in the conversation. Kyle Shanahan and Dan Campbell on the list. I think I'm taking Dan Campbell off of that list now, but Kyle Shanahan's name is still on that list. And you got Mike McDaniel on that list. So how would you go with that? I don't think especially or with, I, especially with what happened this year. I don't think like the best teams coach is gonna win this year. Um, it's gonna be like a stike. Narrative, yeah. It's gonna be a narrative. Last year, one. Brian Dayball got it. Yeah, it's gonna be a narrative one. Obviously, Sirianni didn't win last year. So it's gonna be Steichen, Ryan's. I want to say I want to. I want to say I want to say Stefanski, but I just feel like just just for the sake of it, they're gonna put in Shanahan. But I'm gonna go Stefanski with my my three are the three that I Ryan think, okay, Steichen. Okay, well I think and. it's gonna be one of Steichen or Demico. I think they both deserve it, man. But like one of them misses the playoffs. That's why I'm saying. Right, like at the end of the day, if you're coach of the year, you better make the playoffs. They both, they both could still make the playoffs. True, but <laughs> I think I'm just saying, I just my opinion, one of them will make it only. Um, right now it's likelier that it's uh, Steichen because of the QB injury, um, with Stroud. But 
Yeah, like I think it's Stefanski, one of those two, and then throw in Kyle Shanahan. So those are your three, but my three is I'm I'm sticking with Steichen, Ryan. I'm talking about four Stefanski. if you think about it. But of course, I have four yeah. too. I could throw in Shanahan if I want <laughs> yeah. to. There is no four though. <laughs> um. Okay, let's get to our game of the week. It's the sa- sa- mon- Monday night. Monday nighter with Christmas night. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. Um, battle of the best on each side, right? It's a battle of the best, and the Ravens are a minus five and a half underdog. Based I mean, on the, based on or the score. Niners are a five and a half favorite, or whatever yeah. it is. How, however you yeah. list it Based on the wise. score thing. So um, that sports, is that right bet. there is, first of all, disrespectful. Yeah. Um, I can understand why the Ravens are the underdogs, but not by that much. I, I guess they're favoring San Francisco being home by that much. As well, potentially. But yeah, we're going to have a battle of our best, potential Super Bowl preview in the Ravens and Niners, two of the most complete teams in football on paper and are playing like it as well. Matchups to look out for off the bat, that D-line of Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead? Eric, Eric Armstead, Armstead, yeah. Um, And Javon Kinlaw? Javon Kinlaw, yeah. Chasing Lamar Jackson. No, not Javon Kinlaw, Javon Hargrave. Hargrave. Uh, chasing down um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson there. Uh, obviously, I wish the Battle of the Titan could have happened. But it's not gonna, sadly, because of Mark Andrews being in Mark Andrews being injured. Um, Traverius Ward versus OBJ and how Zay Flowers is gonna affect from that. I think Ty Mofonga Ty Mofonga, He's out for the year. He's out for the year, is what I'm about to say there. But um, on the flip side, you have Kyle Hamilton, you have a Marlon Humphrey going against those weapons as well. It's gonna be a tight one. It should be a tight one unless the Niners win dramatically or the one of them wins dramatically it'll be a disappointing for me because every time we do a game of the week it's always a blowout yeah right and if the Niners blow out this Ravens team they're a pro ball team like they're not an actual team they're just a pro ball team yeah like they're put together because there's no way and as flip side um I don't think the Ravens blow out the Niners like I see more of the Niners blowing out the Ravens yeah. as well because the Ravens' losses weren't against... The, both their losses were against, like, mad teams, right? So Colts, Steelers were two of them. Yeah. And then... Uh, the and Browns, Browns, they blew... The, like, Browns are kind of mad still at the end of the day based on the offensive side of things. Um, well, that, but the, this was prior the Browns to Joel Flacco. The, this was prior to Joel Flacco. The, Joel Browns, Flacco. Browns played well that game. Yeah. Uh, especially finally when Deshaun Watson had a good game then gets injured. Um... Yeah, I ex- hope it's a close game. I hope it's like a Super Bowl preview. But yeah, so that's that's our preview for the game of the week. I picked the Niners to win. But again, I'm not going to be surprised if the Ravens win. Yeah, I picked the Niners as well. Um, my game to watch is the Saturday afternoon game, Bengals-Steelers, for a couple of reasons. Um, playoff implications, that's number one. That defense, Pittsburgh defense, that they're looking for revenge after that performance against Indy. We're gonna talk about George Pickens, by the way. Good thing we, I, I see why he fell in the draft because the guy's attitude isn't the greatest. There's a clip of him like not helping uh, block to get Najee or whoever was running uh, Warren, whoever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. to get a touchdown. There was a viral clip going out. Um, so that's the Pickens side of things, just being a brat. But um, the other and the other side of the Steelers is can they get 500? They have to probably win this game. So there's that, and then the kind of j- j- uh, that defense who wants revenge. Stop Jake Browning from doing Jake Browning things. Jake Browning's only loss this year as a starter was to the Steelers. And that was... Uh, this one, Steelers are home too. Yeah, Steelers are home in this one. My game of the week is obviously is an obvious one, Cowboys-Dolphins. Yeah. That's what I mean. it was, it was a high-powered defense versus a high-powered offense. With or without Tyreek Hill, the Jets defense did 
as good a defense, and they were able to drop 30 on them. And we'll see. Uh, and Cowboys. We just, saw, are, we just saw what the Bills did to yeah, them. Yeah, so with the Cowboys, obviously, you shot it against the Bills. And another thing is the Cowboys are away. So can they... So there's two things that need to be proven here. Yeah, Cowboys can suck the, at home. Yeah, yeah. Two things that need to be proven. Oh, sorry. Suck away. There are two things that need to be proven. Can the Cowboys win a road game? Can the Dolphins beat an over 500 team? Yeah. Yeah, so this is a test for the Dolphins I want to see. Bo- test for both teams. Speaking of um, matchups, this was my matchup. That secondary versus that wide receiver group. So is it Malik Hooker, Deron Blant, Stephon Gilmore? Potentially Tyree Kill on that side with Jalen Waddle. Um, uh, like and then the running backs there in general, but the more of the more of the pass catchers, especially I forget who the third guy is, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, him, and then they also have Braxton Berrios, right? Yeah, Robbie Chosen, <laughs> Braxton Berrios, Chase, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Yeah. So um, they, so yeah, they that's, have a that's deep, my matchup for that. They one. do have a deep wide receiver groom, but obviously they need Tyreek Hill healthy at all costs. My player matchup is uh Nick Bosa trying to chase down Lamar Jackson. Um, earlier on the year, Aaron Donald couldn't do it. I think Lamar's the only QB he hasn't sacked. So I'm not sure. Correct us if we're wrong. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. when I was watching that game, I think they said that. Um, Bosa chasing Lamar again is going to be funny just because you have that guy who is one of the best edge rushers in the game f- facing a guy who just is very difficult to chase and sack and one of the best scramblers ever. Yeah, okay, so before we continue on with the other ones, let's finish off with Thursday. Sorry, let's Upset get alert. No, no, let's go to Thursday Night Football very quickly. I mean, there's one more left. There's upset alert left. Just finish it off. <laughs> Is it that's it? That's oh, it, yeah. Don't we do something else, too? Don't we do something else? I have it listed off, bro. Okay. Don't upset alert. Um. It is... Who did I pick? Oh, okay, I'll go first. Patriots, Broncos. Okay, Patriots, you go so first. So, Broncos are on upset alert for me. Simple, Broncos obviously coming off a bad game. Let's see if it's actually a blip or let's see if it's the same old Broncos from earlier in the year. Um, I'm not, This is not me hoping for Nathan Rourke to play, but it's uh, just a general thing. Can the, pa- uh, can the Patriots uh, somehow win a game and ruin their chances at a potential QB? But yeah. Upside alert for me. Uh, I'm putting the Chiefs on upside alert. Raiders are buzzing after a 63-point performance. Um, the Chiefs looked very bad even though they beat the Patriots, but the Patriots were winning at one point. I don't know how is that possible. And uh, yes, obviously the Chiefs defense is better than the Chargers defense. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, the Raiders are buzzing. And the way they celebrate wins after especially the first one, they have smoky cigars in the locker room. They probably did that last game too. <laughs> um, Other one I considered was Carolina over Green Bay. But let's go to Thursday Night Football. It's a big game in the NFC playoff implications. Saints, if they want to win the division, they got to beat the Rams. If the Rams want to keep their playoff spot, which I think if they win this game, I could pretty much say they'll make the playoffs at this point um the same old rams that joven written off earlier in the year <laughs> well not earlier in the year beginning of the beginning year. of the year sorry like i didn't i didn't say they're done but even after, after you were like nah i'm not gonna count it and then because Stafford got hurt yeah but even when he came back you're like eh. no i just, I just <laughs> what i'm telling you bro now the, you did before. the reason i wrote him off i didn't trust that o-line same thing happened last year you didn't trust that o-line Stafford's getting hit Stafford ain't young yeah, I know. He's going to get injured, and he did. He Either got way, injured in that Colts game. <laughs> All right? I said if Stafford's healthy, they will be good. Stafford's healthy, so they're good. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you still... The team I rolled off was the Buccaneers. That one I'll take. This, this one, one you rolled off in the beginning of the year. You were arguing F tier with me. If you go back, check the... Because I was, list. yeah. I, because of that condition I had on them. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the Buccaneers, I'll take that, right? I'm, yeah. I, I'm completely wrong on that. 
The Rams one, I had a condition on it. Oh, speaking of Buccaneers, Baker solidified a job next year, wherever, <laughs> as a starter. Yeah. I'm not taking the Rams one. I'll take the Buccaneers one. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I have the Rams winning this game, but it's um, I just think the Rams are the better team right now. They're playing better. Um, everyone's healthy. Stafford looks like he could throw a ball. Yeah, they're playing a better defense. Don't get me wrong, but uh, another thing, even the Saints' defense hasn't been like able to hold off that offense. And then you still have Aaron Donald chasing down Derek Carr, and Derek Carr hasn't been the greatest either. So. Yeah. Two things here. One, Cooper Cup's been playing good recently. He has been struggling. And obviously, we're seeing the legend of Puka Nakua grow again. Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell is still there. So, they, as long as their um, weapons and playmakers are playing like their playmakers, they will always have a good offense, especially with their uh, young running back and Kyron Williams as well, who had a monster game last time. Oh, I forgot who, who they play again. The Commanders. They play the Commanders, so Kyron Williams had a monster game there. Yeah. Uh, flip side, Saints offense. They only decide to play when... These are the times the Saints offense decide to show up. The second half or fourth quarter when they're losing or when they play the Indianapolis Colts because that's the only yeah. game they actually had a complete offensive game. Yeah. Right? Um, the thing with the Saints is they always like to play from behind, and uh, they did that many times this year. Obviously, it worked out in some cases. In some cases, they didn't. Example, they come, they had a comeback against the Bears with Tyson Bajant. And they're, one of their recent losses, the Lions, they were down 28-0 or something like that, whatever it was. And then almost won that. Almost won, but like, like I was saying. That was that's the one they, drop, right? But that's, no, that was the Jaguars one. Yeah. The, but my point is, that's when they decided to show up, yeah. when they're down. So can this play with a lead? Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, last thing, uh, overall football, this is college football. Uh, Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner, has declared for the draft. He is not playing his final bowl game. Uh, and then uh, Carson Beck, Georgia's quarterback, is coming back to college. So I just have a list right here. Uh, this is under Blue Bloods, Blue Bloods bias on Twitter. This is just their ranking. I just wanted to see what quarterbacks are playing next year. So I'm basing on this that I think Bonex will. Um, uh, what's the word? Declare. Declare because uh, they picked uh, or, uh, Oregon picked up Dylan Gabriel who was um, Oklahoma's. Oklahoma's QB, and they also picked up UCLA's QB. So we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, maybe UCLA's is a freshman, so that's why he probably wanted to transfer over and then take over from Dylan Gabriel. But Carson Beck, they ran, this guy ranked, or this page ranked number one. Shadur Sanders, he hasn't declared anything, so I think he they might keep him for one more year, especially how that year ended. He might, and his dad is involved, I'm sure. So to, uh, they have him number two. They have Dylan Gabriel number three. Quinn Ewers, number four, because there are reports that he's staying. So I don't know what that means for Arch Manning, but uh, we'll see. Because uh, I don't, yeah, I don't see Quinn Ewers' name in any of the drafts, anyways, mock drafts I've seen so far. Uh, so I don't it's, even know. These are the ones I saw him like early on, like beginning of the year, but obviously now recently. Yeah, I haven't we, seen now him. it depends, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll see what he does in call, the, the uh, playoff. If he wins it, he might declare. Who knows, right? So yeah. uh, Jalen Milrow, number five, Bama. And then they have a guy, a new guy at USC, which I'm assuming Caleb Williams is declaring then. Yeah. Will Howard, uh, seven, Noah Fafita from Arizona, and then Penn State, Drew Aller, and Garrett Green, West Virginia, and then Jackson Dart from Ole Miss. So these are potential QBs to watch for the future. Throw in Arch Manning, depending on what happens with Ken Ewers, or if he declare or he de- um, transfer portal or something. Um, I'm, I'm, it's a USC or NFL for Caleb Williams. No, I'm talking about uh, Arch Manning. Oh, Arch Manning. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. like we'll see what if he goes to transfer portal yeah, yeah. or not right so yeah um exciting to watch at least we know we've seen four of well technically we've seen all the first five play yeah in, in some capacity um but anyways that's it for the nfl slash college football side of things i think college football the playoff starts on it's on january 1st so chances are for that one as well like christmas we might not drop an episode on january 1st we'll drop it on january 2nd uh and plus we could talk we had to talk about this game these games as well at the time uh but let's move on we have also we have big news everywhere Honestly, yeah, uh, every I feel literally like sport. There's no quick fire today, from what it looks like. Some topics will be quick fire. Yeah, don't worry, it won't be dragged on like how the NFL, like yeah, because NFLs. We had to literally recap everything. It's the peak in the NFL uh, season, so NFLs gonna be long. The rest of the stuff will be, you know, decent amount for each. Starting off with, do you want to go to the big news? Let's go with the NHL just because. So we everyone's another, prediction is another right. Coach got fired. In. DJ Smith, brother, you don't need to build up suspense. Oh no, I'm trying uh, to find the links. That's nah, no, no, you like DJ Smith. Everyone knew it was DJ happening. Smith got fired. Um, well, here's the thing: they wanted to keep him, but then because of the losing streak, they wanted to. They had no choice. Exactly. <laughs> they wanted some type of continuity. The new ownership didn't have the chance to rebuild uh, anything on the spot because he joined. He got joined later, whatever the case may be. Then all the drama happened, so they wanted to keep some type of calm before the storm but the storm happened. <laughs> so, um, at the end of the day, he didn't help himself. The guest we had on is a hint. He has some ties to the Ottawa Senators, and when he was talking about the Ottawa Senators, it felt like me and you were living deja vu from the last deja vu from last year from like Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt like if like if we were some random team that woke up from a coma from like two years ago, we we would think he'd be talking about the Canucks essentially. Yeah, but, but anyways, back DJ to this. Smith. Yeah, DJ Smith. You did not help yourself. Obviously, not all of it's on you, but when you're losing, bro, like, and you're already on the hot seat. It was bound to happen, and it happened, right? The Sands are in a position where, like, their playoffs are no chance for them. So and when uh, they fired them, uh, well, there's still a slight chance because of the games in hand, but it depends. It doesn't help because the new coach also lost the first game. Uh, but no, uh, DJ, uh, they were preaching the whole uh, structure and all that to the point where I thought they just looked at the Canucks take from last year and copied that presser. And they got a guy named Jacques Martin, who was a former coach of theirs. He's 71 years old. He's a good defensive guy. I heard of the name. I forget how he was um, overall, though. But Jacques Martin and the reuniting with former captain Daniel Alfredson. First of all, Daniel Alfredson looks so weird behind a bench to me because I'm so used to him as a player. It was kind of like when Tim Duncan was just sitting in a suit and tie court yeah, side coaching, yeah. right? So Daniel Alfredson is obviously joining in as the assistant coach. Obviously, Daniel Alfredson played for Jacques Martin, which is probably why. Um, this is supposed to be an interim uh, basis because, one, he's 71 years old, so we don't know if he wants to continue unless he drags this team to the playoffs. So that part depends. Um, so, yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, Jacques Martin right now, interim label. He might even get the interim take The thing is this, all right, you may be good, but your season's toast. You've written them off officially. Yes. It's the same I thing. Like your Canucks. boy Jonas Carpasala would carry him. <laughs> well, okay. To he be didn't. fair, if like anyone, no one thought of him playing, what the hell is he gonna do? Defensively, too. Right? It's not like he was performing either. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Obviously, but like it's just the whole team. It's not just one player. No. I'm, well. Yeah. Look at you getting defensive with your pick of bro. signing of the off season or whatever bro. you named. <laughs> bro. I'm telling you this. It's not only on him. I know. I'm not saying exactly. That so um, I'm not getting defensive. I feel like you looked at. I'm not Ian, getting defensive. I feel like you looked at Ian Mendes's quote. I'm not getting defensive. <laughs> I'm proving my point. But um, yeah. So let's see how that goes. But my question to you was: Do you anticipate any other coach to get fired 
now. I, I feel know. like I think this was a little too late, but I feel like this was the latest we will see one it's, if you want to make a playoff. Yeah. Push. I mean, Mike Sullivan, it has to happen now, but I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the problem. So here's the thing that I did not take into account when we talked about this last week. Um, listen to Greg Wyshynski, friend of the pod, <laughs> um, on uh, Halford and Broth Tuesday morning, and he essentially just said, like, his extension didn't even kick in yet. Mike Sullivan's. So there's that factor. You got to look at another coach who I'm going to bring up, who well, might actually get fired, who also signed a recent extension, I think. Don Granado from Buffalo. Yeah. They lost 9-4 to the Columbus Blue Jackets at home, by the way. So the team yeah, that we CB. thought the team we thought was going to take the biggest jump is CBJ. Hasn't taken it. Can't, you can't lose the Blue Jackets. Right? Like that. <laughs> like that. And then um so yeah, so let, my question to you, who's going to be the next who's the next coach? I don't think fired? anyone's going to be fired. I don't think anyone's going to get fired, but if I were to put a hot seat out there, it would be Don Granado still. For that reason, like I, I could see still him getting fired if they continue losing like this. Yeah. Um, but I don't see anyone getting fired until like March. And that's only because that team is so out of it that you might as well give someone an interim chance to see what he could do. Exactly. To do yeah. something. Like that's the but only thing way is, I yeah, see it. I don't think it's it's like nothing's gonna change, right? If like if a team's too far done, I'm sorry, it's NHL season. We experience yeah. as Cognac Canucks fan. Your season could be over in December. Yeah, cause um, or just uh, speaking of, because we had the Seattle game on. Seattle's coach could be on. I forget who, what his name was. Hextall. Hextall. But again, like, well, they're being the Kings right now, so it might not be the right time to talk about it. But he's also on the, the hot seat in that sense, or I, I guess don't think warm seat, is hot. I guess you could say it. It's like something to think about, but I don't, yeah. think it's, I don't think it's hot. How would you rank the fire ability of Sullivan, Granado, and Hextall? Hextall is three. The other two could flip, one and two, I don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Mike Sullivan's a tough one, because I got one of them two cups. And I know Brubaker got fired too, but like some coach, like people are saying John Cooper could be on the hot seat. I'm like, John Cooper ain't the type of guy to be on the hot seat. <laughs> like Who he knows? has the Popovich level of club that he could, or Belichick level. Who like knows? He, he leaves on his own. But yeah, I think it's. That I, is I, the I hot think seat. any firing that happens here with those teams specifically might be too late. I still believe in Pittsburgh somehow making it, but the other two teams, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Buffalo will make it now, and I don't think uh, Seattle will make it, and I don't think um, Ottawa will make it at this point. Um, but never say never because uh, Craig Berube did it once, so he's uh, he's out there. So if a team really wants to, they can bring like, him in. They could bring him in and do the Craig Berube run from 2019. So there is a chance for whoever brings who decides to bring him in. Um, do want to uh, stick into the coach topic, but on the opposite side, um, where they're just giving credit. Who's coach of the year? Jack Adams award. Is it John Tortorella or is it Rick Tockett? I'm, Without bias, I'm gonna be biased. <laughs> Without bias. <laughs> Huh? Like, consider what John, John Tortorella has done. Yeah, that's that true. That team, we predicted them to be the worst team in, in, in the East, at least. Yeah, um, it, it's torts, I guess, if you're looking at that basis. If I'm, because I really have, I'm more of the narrative guy. Same here. Yeah. And uh, Philly is a team that, like, no one really thought they were going to be in this position. So you got to give credit where credit is due. Torts has done a good job there. Obviously, Talkett's a close second right now. If Philly keep it up, People but said Jim Montgomery as well because of the losing Krejci and um, that that's Bergeron. fair factor as well, and Peter Laviolette with the Rangers. Yeah, because we were like, what the hell is a lateral type hire there, and they have proven us wrong. But yeah, I think it's between Torts and uh, that's Torts and talking and talk, and I I might have to give it to Tortorella. It depends. Like I don't, I still think Philly falls out of the playoff spot. <laughs> I think it's too good to be true, but you know, never say never though. Um, but yeah, I think also Ethan Bear close to signing with Washington. I think he already did. 
I think he hasn't officially signed, but well, he, I, he, he, like he had a, he had like a skate. Like the a, underneath bar said. Yeah, like, I think he had like a skate with them. I think it says two sign. Never mind. Yeah, so then he had yeah, a skate yeah. with them to see. So I think because uh, they were all gonna offer him two years, and the Canucks couldn't do that. Um, speaking of the Canucks, ever since that Greg Wyshynski pod where they were going 500, and we asked that question to him, <laughs> they turned it around once again and are on a great road Six trip. Six of their last seven. Yeah. And that seven was a. Uh, uh, no shootout loss. I think. Yeah, so they've been killing it since that Greg Wyshynski pod. So we may need to bring him on more often, or I think it's alternates, it flips every time we bring him on. So I don't yeah. know. Um, so we, we, Favor- we, we, favorable uh, stretch coming for the Canucks too. Yeah. You have Sharks, Flyers. That's they <laughs> that's lost to be them once, so. They already lost them once, but the Sharks are come. I think that's gonna be. You know, Sharks are. You're playing the Sharks at home, so yeah. you better win that one. I swear to God, you lose to the Sharks. If we go two and two against the Sharks. I'm gonna be pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> even though they're doing good, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, we'll leave the NHL there for now. Uh, we'll come back to it on the weekend once we t- kind of do our research a little bit more of what happened. NHL's gonna be on break as well a little bit too. So yeah, like their five day Christmas break. The only team, the only league that has a break on Christmas. Wait, did we mention the new All Star Skills competition they're doing? No, we'll talk no. about it more next time. Hopefully, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't bring it up. But it's Connor McDavid um, approved essentially. Yeah, <laughs> a million on the line. It's basically this: uh, a million bucks is on the line for the winner, and I think it just just money to get him to try and be yeah, happy. Yeah, and, and be excited. Just all all star people, basically, right? So, um, okay. Do you want to go to the next big news in the NBA? Yeah, let's go NBA. All right, NBA off the bat, we got the Draymond Green news. No official suspension, which is kind of weird. It's indefinitely. Point. It just when he fixes up. So even then, okay, so I have some thoughts on this after listening to more stuff that I've heard on the different yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But Draymond Green to start counseling to rem- and he's going to remain suspended for three weeks. So that could be, that's 21 days. So let's say roughly 15-ish games. Yeah. Uh, 21 by half of 20. Is about just 10 say 11. to 15 games. Let's just say, say that. Just say 11. Uh, just yeah, say so half. Around half. Yeah. Um. So he'll start counseling. He was tweeting yesterday when John Moran came back, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh. Again, ref- ref- a quick refresher. He got suspended for uh, punching or striking Yusuf Nurkic in the face, which he claims was an accident. And I could see that because normally he doesn't admit to anything like that. But uh, let's see, right? Like we we already said it before. The headlock early in the year punching Jordan Poole. Uh. We don't know what's wrong with this guy's head, and so counseling might be the right move. Let's see how much it actually helps. Because um, we saw the situation with Jaw last year until he finally got suspended big time to see if he actually learned his lesson. Draymond Green, though, like, I don't get it. I feel like the NBA gave him such a pass. Like, a, they babied him. And the reason why I'm saying that is, and shout out Pierre the Pee Wee the Plug from uh, Through the Wire. When I say babied him, look at his suspensions one game, two game, five games. Right? That was my point. You were, you were saying 30. I was saying 30. <laughs> right? And I'm like, well, I agree it should be, but I don't think, because if you look at his historical record of suspensions, is that. And not even just the suspensions. The leeway he gets... What a bad giveaway, sorry. Um, what a, um, The leeway he gets with the refs. You saw what happened to Diego, different sport, but what happened to Dallow on the weekend. Draymond does that. He, will, he wouldn't even get a yellow if that was Draymond Green with how he goes with the refs. Like, you see Draymond... But clear foul and he'll argue all the way and yeah, no yeah, techs yeah. or tech is given instantly. But if they do give a tech, they will not give a second tech unless it's something agreed, like obviously in their face type of thing. Yeah. Right? So they babied him way too long in my opinion. The reason why I said 30 
is because he has a historical track record and it, because he was in the playoffs, a lot of these happen in the playoffs, they're going to give him one game, one game. They're not going to give him like a 30-game suspension in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? That's another reason. That's like, okay, this is in the middle of the regular season. season. Punish him. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I said 30. Yeah, like that. But that's why, like, I agreed with your point, because but I disagreed with like that was that was gonna happen. Yeah, you're re- realistic, but like now what they kind of woke up and they're like, okay, there's something wrong. There's no because before it was like, okay, he sacked Stephen Adams. I'm saying what? Oh, he sacked Stephen yeah, Adams. Yeah. Oh, now he punched Jordan. Now a couple of years later, uh, after a couple of seen, stuff, he we, punched every, Jordan Poole. Everyone knows what the cases are, and then he right, yeah, exactly. He's been Curved doing this for so and long. Everything. So I'm saying what he deserved was thirty. You're going basically off the realistic factor. Yeah, I'm saying like what he what needs to happen, right? And they're finally laying down something. So, about time. <laughs> Even this might be like, let's see, like, isn't counseling really going to help him? Uh, maybe it is. Like, maybe he is going through something. So, it's smart for Adam Silver to do this and I give him props for that. But even then, like, Took too long. There should be more. No, not even just that. It should be a more suspension on that. It's not G- just give him a number already. Like it doesn't need to be. They just had three weeks of counseling. So like, so, so what? Like he clears counseling and be back. It's like kind of like, like WWE usually when management th- class. Usually when this team yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. The thing is this, bro. Like get a number out there. Get the twenty games out there. Yeah. Like it's twenty. Be like games? you're suspended twenty games. Plus no ifs and no ifs ands and buts. You finish counseling early, you don't. You're out 20 games for sure. Yeah, and then it depends if the counselor passes. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm talking about it on the fly, but yeah. So let's see what happens with that. As I mentioned, we mentioned John Morant, who got a 25 game suspension for essentially just not being a good role model. That's the best way we could put it. Because NBA, which is smart, they want to be a global brand. They're trying to show like we we're gonna like lay down the law. And yeah, Jaw didn't kill anyone from what we know or did anything with the weapon uh, that he had, the gun that he had. But at the same time, it was good, good like saying like, hey, it's not right. 25 games suspension. You can't be like posing with guns. Now, everybody knows it's America. There people have gun licenses and have guns. The thing, the thing with this, it was a repeat offense. Yeah. Right? He's obviously showed it off on live before. Then he got suspended to what, like five games or whatever it was, 10 games or like one counseling. He had the counseling. Oh, he had the counseling thing. Yeah. And then doing it again, that's where it kind of caused the yeah. thing. And that's where they need to lay the law down with Draymond Green, which they done it already too late. And uh, yeah, um, that's Jaws' situation. But we'll talk about Jaws' return now. Yeah. Because that's in the past. Jaws' return. Their franchise player is back because man already hit a buzzer beater victory. Against a good team in the Pelicans. Yeah. So, yeah, the record we mentioned is now they're 7-19. I still think... Listen, um, first, glad to see him back. Glad to see him on the court. Listen, I never said Jaw should be out of the league. I said Jaw's a fun player to watch no matter what. The league's good to have him back. Uh, we got players like Draymond Green, uh, LeBron James, all these guys. I think Tyrese Maxey, so on and so forth. Just saying like, hey, yeah, life is, the league is better with Jaw back. And I 100% agree with that with how fun he is. Like I said, I compared him to like what Ellie De La Cruz did early on in his career. Uh, like just how fun he was to watch. Um and uh, Jaw is that right? Like he's he's that exciting to watch. He's Lamar uh, Jackson of the NBA. Exactly right. And uh, high flyer, essentially. I guess you could say a comp of Derrick Rose with Allen Iverson, with the athleticism. Yeah, and yeah. That. Um, and yeah, that team clearly needed a, him back, and it, it's working. And they beat a good team in the Pelicans. 
And keep in mind, speaking of the Pelicans, they started 7-1 and whatever they were last year. Obviously, the Lakers have that 2-10 start. I will not be surprised if the um, if they make a comeback. It's also, a play spot, it, like also it also makes sense because their team was different, right? There's a little bit of turnover with the Grizzlies, right? They lost pieces. So, obviously, when Jaw was out before, injured and stuff, they were able to keep things afloat. But now, this team needs Jaw. Jaw's back. Hopefully, you stay smart. And uh, don't get too high right now. It's just one game. But if you start seeing... Don't be surprised if you go, see Grizzlies going to... Like, the next 10 games, it's like an 8-2 run, right? A 9-1 run. Potential 10-game in a uh, win streak. Don't be surprised if that happens. Because this this guy is that dude. Yeah. Uh, shout out Brandon Ingram. I think the most underrated star in the league. Uh, should be an all-star this year. But, uh, yeah, that Pelicans team, once again, could be something if that Zion, ever since that uh, that inter- season tournament game, has flipped the switch again. Yesterday was kind of off, but Brandon Ingram carried that load. Um, Houston Rockets, was I, was you wrong and was I right <laughs> off the bat? Probably. Because <laughs> I was like, Ime Udoka and adding those pieces will help him. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they would have been this good. I thought they would have been, like, you know, competitive. Whooping they are competitive. Your, they're whooping your Lakers' ass. That's, that's what they are. Huh? They whooped the Lakers' ass. Once. They lost it? Yes, they lost after. They blew it today? We played the Bulls. Wait, who? Oh, you guys played the Bulls? Yes, we, we lost you, to the th- Bulls. Okay, I saw. I thought it was the Rockets. Never mind. No, no, we but still, no. The Bulls. They beat I mean, you. <laughs> who cares about the Lakers right now? Mm. Um, speaking of Draymond's old squad, by the way, uh, I'm wearing a Steph Curry shirt for a reason, man, that game yesterday. Jalen Brown, I guess. Um, Draymond's called. old squad? Sorry, Draymond squad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Uh, no, Jalen Brown like did the too small celebration on Curry, and Curry lit it, lit it in the second or that third, fourth quarter. Um, Chris Paul played well, got the game winning that moonshot to win it in overtime. Um, Trace J- Jackson Davis, I don't know how he fell. I think last pick of the draft. I know he was supposed to go earlier. It was a big factor for them in rebounding and then working hard. Kuminga is better than Wiggins this year. So... Um, Let's see how that 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 game was fun to watch yesterday. I just wanted to give a shout out to that game. But the, the thing is this: my MVP pick was Curry, and based off the reasoning, he is their only piece they have. And if they make the playoffs somehow, like a top six spot, he should be MVP. Pelicans should also go get Tyus Jones or like actual point guard because if they get a point guard, I think that team will be dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah, especially with because they don't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard. Even with McCollum, he does your ball handling, which is kind of enough. It's not. But you saw what happened with Desmond Bain as your ball handling. Yeah, yeah. well, it was a different for you. McCollum's better. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying in general, though. Yeah, we see McCollum. This team could be better. Like, if they get tired. Like, like, Mike Conley to the Timberwolves is not the same. I'm not saying, like, if something like that happens when McCollum could be off the ball, great. But especially with McCollum being out. Yeah. If Ricky Rubio is back, I know he was out for personal matters. Um, He's that type of prototype player. They'll be fine. But uh, the team I do want to talk about who have officially turned it around is the Los Angeles Clippers, who are on a nine-game win streak. Um, they're officially in a playoff spot, 17-10 record, overtook all, including the Lakers, Pelicans, and all these teams that were behind the Suns, who were 14-13, and 13, by the way, which we'll talk about, I guess, another time when they're healthy. Um, but the Clippers, they figured things out. Westbrook to the bench, Harden has figured out his out. His out. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is playing like Kawhi Leonard again. Paul George is obviously doing what he can. Right, Kawhi Leonard is averaging 24 a game. He's their best player at the end of the day. James Harden ain't coming in trying to you know, be the guy. Um, this is the reason why I made my switch from the um, the Suns to the Clippers because of this reason, and I think 
uh, yeah, they they found their way and they're going to be a scary team. They the started. Off, they start, I think they're arguably the best team in the West. They started off zero and five, and obviously, when you're starting off zero and five with that squad, you kind of start them. You kind of expect them to start five and zero type of yeah. thing, or at four and one at least, just just for a game to gel. Like ever there since, was concerns. There was concerns, but yeah, ever since that sure. point, they won like thirteen of their whatever last something. Yeah, right and. Uh, it helps right now. They have it like figured out. They have a little system and play Westbrook off the bench. And if Kawhi is coming back to being Kawhi, obviously 24 points is not good enough for Kawhi, in my opinion. He still needs to go like a little bit higher. That's uh, They have enough people around. Yeah, yeah that's point, true. So that's I, why it's fine. He needs to get to 28, in my opinion. I think he, no, I think that's fine. Around that range is fine. Yeah, no. Because you have I'm, Paul George. Who goes if you want to be the contender, he needs to get to 28. But look at, no, okay, fine. But look at his stats in the last games. 30. Yeah, no, so that's obviously that's obviously 27, 30, yeah, yeah. 41, 34. That, that's obviously obviously taking effect from what he yeah. did. Because he was getting like 20, 20, right? So obviously if he's on this stretch, he's gonna get to 28, no problem. But you need your top guys to be your top guy still, right? Yeah. And yes, James Hart is not scoring the ball for you. It's gotta be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. That, Kawhi has 24, George has 23, Harden's at 17 now. Uh, I don't know how much of that was also the Phillies. I don't even know. He didn't even play for Philly. Actually, yeah, he didn't even play for Philly, so never mind. 17, uh, Westbrook uh, 11, and Powell 13. Yeah, so Kawhi and Paul George each move up like a point even. I'm not saying he needs 28. I think they both need to be over. I think that... One of them needs to be over 25. I, when, whatever they're doing is working. It is working. Don't so, get me wrong, but I'm just talking about when it comes to big games, you got to be... One of them has to be dropping, averaging over 25. To, like, you like, know... Are you talking about big games in a playoff series? General, when it comes down to like those big games, just crunch time type of thing, right? Like they're one of these guys that need to, one of the one of these guys need to pop off a little bit more. In my I opinion, I just think Kawhi Leonard at twenty five minimum is fine. I, Kawhi, I think it needs to be George over. Will get twenty five, and I think James Harden could hit twenty. So I think it's fine. Like it, because listen, there's two sides of the ball. Defensively, you got two of the best wing guard, sorry, two best wing defenders in the league. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Though, my point is, my point is like. I just want the best player to be the best. But I player. guess I guess once they figured this stuff out, which they did clearly, Kawhi Leonard's numbers have been over. Yeah, 30 they've been good. So just keep it at that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I, mean, I don't think as a Laker fan, I don't think they're a. I don't think they're a good team when Kawhi Leonard's averaging 24. Like, um, if Kawhi Leonard's gonna be averaging 24, what did Kawhi average Bro, last year? Bro, did you not see what the, did you not see what happened to 0-5? Kawhi, Kawhi wasn't that guy when they were 0 and 5. When they yeah, I get that, but that was also because they were. This is Kawhi. This is no, the Kawhi I want. Okay, the, oh, I, you're not understanding me. Yeah. I'm saying this is the Kawhi I want, the one that you mentioned in the last five yeah, games. Yeah, because now the thing is they figured it out. Yeah. So that I'm saying keep it that way. Because what James Harden's been doing apparently was staying behind with the centers to know which spot. So with Plumlee, with Zubak, and whoever okay, else. Okay, yeah, that's there. fine. That's everything. I think that's he, obviously that's trade my adjustment. point. So he's figured it out. I expect him to be at yeah, least so 25. My, my I point don't think he needs 28. For them to be a championship team, I still think him having 25 and his defense is insane. Plus the clutch factor, because it's again it's a playoff thing, right? I don't know how much he averaged with the Raptors when you guys want uh, season wise when you guys won it, but um, he was at least at 26, 27, so just still right, in that range. This. Just because like last year he was insane, right? And uh, last mm-hmm. year was a little bit different because I think because you're adding James Harden's a different factor. Um, to it because like again James sorry Kawhi Leonard is your not your gonna be a primary ball handler it's gonna be James Harden making the plays uh, and the fact that they figured it out which is crazy because he's also doing three and a half assists 52% on the field by the way yeah he's I'm 52% not, on the I'm field I'm not discrediting Kawhi 
You don't need to prove to me that Kawhi is a good player. No, no, I'm just saying, but you, I, I don't think he needs like 28, 29. I think, it, I think he needs I think like it, 25, when it com- 26. When it comes to the playoffs, I think he's going to need that. Well, the playoffs are a different story. Yeah. Which I, I feel like... When it comes to those playing. big games, that's what I said. But I feel like he, he's a type of guy to get like 24 a game and then a game, like let's just say three games he gets averages 24, Paul George might go off, right? Or you might have James Harden go off or whatever the case may be. That I'm not buying. James Harden going off. That's okay, fine, why. But Paul George, you could Especially buy. in a playoff game. I could buy Paul George though. Yeah, now. that's fine. But that's, that's, went down that's that how year. it's been though. Right? Like I'm not saying Westbrook... Is Westbrook going to get... 20 plus. No, because he's exactly. on the bench anyway. Is Harden going to... Uh, do you trust Harden in the playoffs? No. Do you trust... Exactly. Those two need to get 28 points a night. When it comes down so to those Raptors, nights. He was 26 and then he was 27 last year. Do you get that point now? Yeah, no, I get yeah. your point, but I'm just thinking of like the style. That, I, I got to watch a Clippers game to see, but the style they play that is different than what they were before, right? Because the reason why is you add a guy like James Harden who ha- who's a duo, duo combo... In general, I'm. T- I guess you're talking about playoff games specifically. I'm saying the regular season they'll be fine, and the playoffs. Oh yeah, different story. Uh, well, because we expect them to make the playoffs. But you said big game. I'm like, that's why I was trying to. Big game is the playoff, playoff games, anyways. But before that, I'm saying like right, right now they're fine. They when could- it comes to like a game against the Bucks, Kawhi Leonard's gonna gotta pop off. Yeah, like how many games are they behind right, right now? When they're ca- three and a half games behind. Like on this pace, I'm. I'm not saying okay. Regular. If, I'm, if, if bro, this, bro, can okay. this Kawhi be a first? This version of Kawhi, you're saying. Uh, obviously, the last ten games he's literally averaging what you're yeah. saying he's averaging. But let's just say his he has a, this year he has the wave. D- do they still get the first seed with him at the end of the day finishing the year with 25 points a game? I don't think so. I think the they're gonna need to come back a little bit here as well. They're three games behind. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I don't nug- think it's me that tough. Nuggets are healthy again, yeah. right? With Murray and Jokic being back, um, Timberwolves. Haven't shown shown signs of slowing down. I think they will. That's just me they, personally. They can obviously, but like they haven't shown it yet, especially with two and a half months in. And uh, who's another team up there? Thunder, OKC. right? Thunder. Uh, Thunder's up there too. They're a team that could drop in the yeah. top six, like in the six. I don't. Range. This Clippers team's not, in my opinion, they they've never been built to be a one or two seed, that type of thing. They they've never proven that. So I'm not saying like, for me, they're just like getting the playoffs. But when it comes to playoff time, you've seen what you got from Westbrook. You've seen what you got from Harden. The two players that I named, Leonard and George, need to average 28 a night in order for them to win the game in the playoffs. Yeah, no, we'll see. And yeah, win the championship. I'm not saying that's, I'm saying like, yeah, 24, 25. Big games, playoff be games. Neat. Because the reason why the playoff games also, it's not going to be Indiana Pacer pace. You have two of the best wing defenders in the league on all time, arguably, right? So there's two sides of the ball. We'll see how it there's goes. There's two sides of the ball. We saw two sides of the ball in the bubble as well. Didn't work out for them. Again, Again. That one's different. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, that's a bubble because Lakers won the championship. Exactly. Basketball, basketball, and we've seen, like, yeah, we'll just leave it there. I get your point. I, I'm not saying I'm disagreeing with what you're saying, but I don't think it needs to be, f- like, it needs to be 28 for the rest I'm of the year. I'm not saying. Because that's where we're getting confused as well, like, the rest yeah. of the year. I feel like for the rest I of the like year. I like for the big games, he's got to like, be Do you the think guy. they'll finish top three at least? Like, they'll, they'll get home court. Let's just say that. Home court, yeah. So, like, I don't think they need to go, like, like in like on a what he's been doing on the ten games. Yeah, just do what you're doing. He did what he needed to do now to get in the, into the. But mix. the issue with this Clippers team is the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah. we'll see what happens because like the well the problem with the playoffs is except for the bubble they've been injured. <laughs> Literally, it's, that's it's the an case. issue. It's so an issue for that reason. I think they'll be top four and they'll coast into the playoffs to kind of like not saying load manage but more coast a little bit later because right now they need to play catch up and they played catch up well. 
Yeah. My, my point, the whole point is of this whole thing was they figured it out. They figured it out. That's the key thing. Right. Where people thought that maybe they weren't going to ever figure it out. Exactly. And then the pieces to figure it out will be properly assessed when it comes to those games in May, April and May. Yeah. And hopefully, okay. potentially June. We'll hold it there though because we're going to agree to, we're pretty much agreeing and disagreeing with similar points again. But let's get into some Bach or quick fire. Um, not real, not really though. But MLB will be the quick fire. Right, MLB is a quick fire. MLB. Nothing happened yet. Nothing happened. Andrew McCutcheon is still a pirate. Um, one year, five mil. One year, five mil. Other than that, there's a report that Cody Bellinger seeking two hundred million plus, which is gonna be a risky contract. So if you were a J- if as the Cubs, Giants, and Jays are have been connected to Bellinger this season. Giants might be out of the picture just because they got um, Jung Ho. What is his name? Jung Ho Lee. Jung Ho Lee. Uh, so it's between the Cubs and the Jays or the Mariners, in my opinion. Um, are you comfortable with giving him eight years, two hundred twenty million? Jeez, <laughs> that's a lot. If you're wondering, we gave that Springer five years, one seventy or whatever it was. Yeah, um, he's still twenty nine, I think. Right? I think he's still younger than thirty by a year or two. Uh, Bellinger. The thing with Bellinger is, all right. I'm gonna get this point clear. I said you, you, uh, you asked me this off camera. I'd rather have Bellinger over Chapman. So you were, you're willing yeah. to spend? Okay, fine. Eight years, two forty, and then Chapman is six years, one eighty. I'm spending. I'm spending on Bellinger. Okay. Um, I don't trust Chapman at all offensively. The thing with Bellinger is, or the thing with Chapman is, he's been good in his career. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting Chapman or what he's done in his career. He will be. He's twenty eight. Yeah. He's only a year older than me? Yeah, I'm saying he's pretty young. The hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing with Chapman is he's just been good in his career, and his last two, in his Jays tenure, has been pretty shit, right? Bellinger, rookie of the year, ML- MVP, fell off, got back because to the same level. injuries. Le- got back to the same but level the last thing. year. How much of it is just because that was his contract year? Yeah, obviously. Don't get me wrong. You're scared of giving out a contract, right? We're experiencing it with Rashford. We experienced it with Birrios in uh, his uh, yeah. other one. I just gave examples in different sports. We've seen a lot of people in the NFL recently not perform with their... <laughs> Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, <laughs> um, JC Jackson, all these so. guys. Uh, so the thing with this is it's a risk. I'm not saying it's not a risk, but what option do you really have left? Yeah. No, right? Bringing Chapman back for $180 million, your team's still the same. You remember that trade package I showed you about to trade for uh, Luis Robert? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Would a you one. do that trade? Your third option is: Would you do that type of package for Fernando Tatis Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Fernando Tatis package. That yeah. Uh, so the rumor, uh, not a rumor. It's not like real reports on this, but they're saying that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, well, San Diego is trying to shed payroll and that's the one name people are throwing out there for some reason who had an all-star caliber year for you so I don't know why you would want to get rid of him if you want to make a playoff push because you made the playoffs no no he was suspended when he made the playoffs never mind but um it's still still an option at the end of the day like I think Fernando Tatis should not be traded oh yeah <laughs> it's just me but if I'm the Jays yeah go hell out and go get him right yeah um the other thing last thing with baseball is Yamamoto is still a Yankee favorite at the moment yeah I think he's gonna be a Dodger but I that's also me trying to be in denial because I don't want him to be a Yankee. But, yeah. I I thought it was me a Met 
him and Kudoy Senga. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, what well, the Yankees are like Tanaka and Matsui. You know, Blake. They have like current. Japanese history, right? Talk about current. I know, but I'm just saying they have Japanese uh, he ain't history. Playing with, he ain't I think playing he wants with to Tanaka. be in a big market that has history, Yankees, who has Japanese history, literally. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but if you want to play with your buddies, Kadoi <laughs> Sanga. All right, boxing. Because I don't, I don't want you to go to Dodgers as well. I just because I'm but. in pain. <laughs> but um, yeah, boxing, big fight card this week. Massive, like, to the point where I might watch the last four fights myself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's announced that um, he, uh, Joshua, will be the main main event, like the actual main event. Co-main event will be uh, Deontay Wilder. Before that, I think it's De- the third last fight will be Bivol. And the fourth one will be Daniel Dubois, who, you know, in some people has a controversial loss against Usyk uh, last time out. So that card's this weekend. We're not going to make predictions because we don't know too much about the other guys. We'll make, however, we might make a prediction about this because Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder is reportedly now final, fully agreed as a two-fight deal with first planned for March 9 in Saudi. It is claimed contracts are expected to be signed before AJ versus Waleen and Wilder versus Parker. So it's... No matter what happens, it should happen. And then... <laughs> if, you, if you get what I mean there. Yeah, on Saturday night, this Saturday night, obviously, in this case for us, it's afternoon. According to Dan Raphael, um, boxing guy, the boxing... Oh, no, never mind. Uh, 2013, journalist, whatever, for uh, career excellence in Berlin. Yeah, I'm just reading his bio. Bro, why are you reading his bio? <laughs> no, I'm just, just he's a boxing say, guy. No, I'm just saying like... Uh, giving us which, his history? No. <laughs> You gotta say like where he's. Yeah, I know. Where uh, from? I'm trying to. Uh, you said like his school almost. This thing said <laughs> the boxing guy per uh, Conor McGregor. That's why I was confused. Um, yeah, no, I also want to check as a reliable source. Um, but yeah, uh, if that's the case, the one and, and then the other news I want to quickly say is uh, Ryan Garcia and is in talks with Devin Haney. That's true. Devin Haney yeah, also yeah, confirmed yeah. that. So yeah. now overall picture. Um, We'll end off with the fight card in a second again, just to close it out. Uh, boxing, and I'm giving massive props to Ryan Garcia, who lost to Tank, by the way. Is not d- ducking for anything. Devin Haney, credit to him, isn't really ducking. He fought Cambosis twice in Australia, by the way. Um, he ended up fighting Lomachenko, now obviously controversial. And then obviously fought, he went up and fought Regis. So people are saying that he docked Shakur. I think it might be more. It looks more of the opposite, if anything. Yeah. Um, And now he might actually go fight Ryan Garcia. He's trying to get Tank. Tank isn't responding, really. Tank, I don't know how, like, he, I don't know why he was, like, kind of ducking Garcia at the time. Even though he clearly destroyed him. But now, he also A lot of conditions. But yeah, there were a lot, a lot of, of conditions. conditions. Um, And on the flip side, you saw, like, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence go... Helen bent just to back Helen back just to get those two to fight and there might be a second fight there um there should be a second fight we saw Deontay Wilder versus Fury three times but like that happened once we saw um obviously Fury now hasn't fought anyone really crazy and same thing with Joshua but we now we might see Joshua Wilder which is what we expected to see we wanted to see um, and then, like, obviously, other lightweight matchups we want to see is, like, Shakur versus Tank, right? There's options. And the fact that we're actually getting, like, we're getting fighters to go against their promoters in a way, which you see with Golden Boy and uh, Ryan Garcia and um, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, even though Oscar confirmed that he is the one that they're trying to get the fight done, is fun, fun to see, is good to see in boxing. No one, like, cares. Like, I'm sorry, people care for the fighters 
to do it because people are scared that they're like, oh, they're undefeated. They're, they're, they're picking and choosing. Like Canelo, for as much as I've watched him fight, I know he fought Triple G twice. After that, who has he really fought? Like Bivol wasn't a, for a casual fan like us, we didn't know who Bivol was. Yeah. Right? We didn't know who Sir, that Kovalev was when he knocked him out. We know he went up in weight, which is a good. And we went. We know he went up in weight and cruiserweight. But we want to see David Benavidez now, who's going crazy to get Canelo. But I understand how good Canelo is, or he'll be pound for pound. I might give it to Terrence Crawford. Who knows? Um, that's a different debate for if we ever get a boxing guy on. But overall, at least we're seeing the fights we kind of want to see happen. And hopefully they happen sooner than later because we don't want Pacquiao Mayweather 10, five years down the, their prime. Yeah, exactly. Um. Fighters taking control is what you want to see. Um, so that way we know who's ducking and who's not. Yeah. Right? Um, obviously, it doesn't be a lot of those paydays and all that stuff in effect there. But let's go back to the card. Um, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. They, they have Reckoning. Kind That's of a rowdy name. Is this the biggest non-influencer card you've seen? Even by influencers, usually misfits. <laughs> that is. I, I don't even I count guess influencers, you man. You're like, yo, it's a big card for influencers. I was like, I'm like... Well, no, like, well, the, prim, uh, the ones that you know of, like the prime card was massive. Yeah, well, because you had KSI and Logan Paul fighting. Well, I'm just saying there were also yeah. other fights if you knew about it. But usually when you say like, you see a sick card, you want to watch every fight, like those are the types you want to see because you know those people. These, we know people. Yeah. Normally it's just a main event. Yeah. Right? Even like the, first, the second KSI Logan fight, in hindsight, we know, now know who Billy Joe Saunders was and Devin Haney because they were the undercard fight there. So in a way, that was a decent card too. When in a, there was in hindsight now, when because we didn't watch boxing properly back then, but like this card, I know who Bivol is because of Canelo, obviously. I know who Dubois is because of the whole Usyk drama now, and I know the obviously the other two big f- name fighters who are probably the top ten recognizable names in boxing currently, right? The current fighters. Yeah, I, I'm just excited to see it because um, obviously I'm a huge Wilder fan. Let's see if the if it's true, like that like that one punch knockout king. Will he be back? And uh, Joshua, is he really changed man? And we'll see from that, we'll see who's actually the better fighter. All right, stay tuned for the reactions then. Um, all right, and let's move on. On the Tuesday pod. Last episode, or no, last... Um, uh, last topic topics, here. Uh, soccer. Let's start off with the big news. I know we have the Champions League draw and the Europa League draws and all that, but let's start off with the big news because we're Canadian. Lino Messi. His team. Let's just say, that, get that out of here. Yeah. Inter Miami is scheduled to play in Canada in all three cities of the MLS. I think May 5th or whatever it was. One week before. Um, so May 25 is a white cap. Okay, so one, one, one or two week weeks will, before One that. week before or two weeks before is Montreal. At Montreal. And at then. At Vancouver. And then in October is at Toronto. So he is coming to Canada. Now the question is, is he going to play? And if so, how long is he going to play for? That's always been the debate. Obviously, BC Place is going to be sold out. It's going to be looking like exactly what Christine Sinclair did. It will be the same thing for Messi. The difference, though, is we knew we were going to get Christine Sinclair. We don't know if we're getting Messi. So that's going to be the risk because, A, the turf factor, if it's still turf, we don't know yet. There's rumors of grass. Um, Obviously, you know someone that works with the Whitecaps, so they might know better. Um, And uh, so there's that factor. Because in the past, Beckham didn't play much when he came the first time back when I was he in He didn't, Kansas. yeah. Ibra, uh, I think, played like a playoff game or a playoff caliber. Playoff implication Like a game. big game, but it wasn't like... Uh, obviously, Giorgio Cullini famously said, I ain't playing on turf. And he only played recently the last 20 minutes of that Whitecaps FC game because it was a playoff game. Yeah. Um, only one other one I could remember, or Wayne Rooney played. But I don't know how much 
but the other one I remember was New York City when they first were, when they first came into the yeah, league yeah. and it was Villa, Lampard, and Pirlo. And I think Villa two played, played again. Two of them. Oh, no, all three I think played the first time. Yeah. After that, one or two of them played a couple times. Again, we don't it, know how much. The thing so, is this: there's two things here. We take turf is a factor. Yeah. Number two, Messi goes on vacation whenever he wants to. Now the good news is this is the beginning of the year, and there's no international break implications because it's in May for for that one, right? Um, if he wants to play in Canada, hopefully, like I mean, if he plays for like five minutes, it's Messi. You got to say you play, well, saw Messi play. So we're the type of guy who will take the risk. At the end of the day, if, if we overpay, we overpay, and if he doesn't play, we get to watch a soccer game, whatever. Yeah. But you gotta. Uh, uh, this is the guy you gotta take a risk for. It's messy. You have to take yeah, a it risk. It's messy. It. You, uh, how much more are you? I think. How many, take, there's no more chances, yeah. right? Um. Obviously, if he unless he, you travel to watch Copa this year, or just go to USA and watch MLS game. Yeah. Right. Which is still possible for us, but yeah. But this is the closest we're gonna get, I guess. You uh, know, if you want to stay. Because I remember he came to Seattle, um, when they lost the Copa final against Chile. He was playing. He played the second half because the first half everybody started booing. Like, Why is he not playing? Because it was Bolivia. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean the factor of the turf. We'll see how it is. But you know, if he's there, we gotta watch it. We gotta take the risk at least at the very minimum. Because if he's not playing, maybe oh, it's not even just Messi, Suarez, Busquets. Alba, and Busquets. Busquets exactly. And whoever else they decide to add. So it's not even just like obviously we're obviously there for, Messi. Obviously we're here for this guy right Messi, here. Messi is the number one guy. But you also get to see you, you other see members of the Barca squad. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, other news. Let's go to it. Um, Steve Cooper has the next. Uh, sorry, Steve Cooper has been sacked by not Nottingham has sacked Steve Cooper, the second coach in EPL to get fired or sacked. Um, replaced by Nuno Santos. Santos, who was the taught well known for the Wolves coach, doing a good job there. Then doing a terrible job with the uh, Spurs, Tottenham Spurs, who was recently let go, I believe, by, I think, Al-Halal, one of the uh, Saudi teams. Um, that being said... He's a small club manager, bro. Let's <laughs> see how he does. Like, Steve Cooper, people love Steve Cooper. Ariel Hawani, by the way, if you somehow see this clip or you're watching this, come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ariel Hawani is a huge Forest fan, so when I follow, I follow him on Twitter, uh, and he said, like... Yeah, we're gonna miss Steve Cooper. Um, he doesn't think that he should have been sacked or whatever the case may be. But yeah, we'll see if if that works for them. Hey, um, Nuno has a good track record and a bad track record now. Yeah. Obviously, he, Wolves, Nottingham, you know, same level type of club. You know, not not as much pressure as it was like in Tottenham. Yeah. So we'll see what he does there. So you got, you gotta hope for a Wolves Nuno because that Wolves Nuno team was. That was something. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely something. Half of Portugal was on that team. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the last two things to talk about, the UCL draw, UEL draw, and the Carabao Cup draws are done out. We'll start off with the lowest one, with the Carabao Cup. Sorry, you go, I had the UCL up. But yeah. okay. uh, Carabao Cup, uh, Liver- first off, Chelsea came back, beat Newcastle in the quarterfinals. Newcastle, Kieran Trippier, I don't know if you were match-fixing or what the case was from what I heard. That's number one. Number two, Bruno Gamirez. Why are you such a goof? <laughs> yeah. Like that celebration, you were losing in the PK, buddy. You were, you weren't even up one nothing or made it two one, or took the lead in the PKs. You were down in the PKs in that celebration. You shouldn't even be doing that in the first place. <laughs> That's just me, right? Like you exactly, shouldn't even be doing yeah. that in a PK situation. Uh, but yeah. So Chelsea ended up winning their game. Shout out Michael Carrick, Middlesbrough, semi finalist. Yeah. 
Um, so and then Liverpool um, dominated their win against West so Ham. Liverpool and Chelsea avoid each other. So that on paper that should be the final. Yeah. So it's gonna be Liverpool versus. Uh, they don't really say here a score report, man. It's pretty stupid. Liverpool, who uh, I have issues with this right now. Fulham, Liverpool face Fulham, okay. and then it's Middlesbrough will take on Chelsea. They're like, oh, um, Liverpool dominate yeah, West Ham, avoid Chelsea in semi cup final draw. Yeah. So Liverpool versus Fulham or semi final draw. League, two legs, by the way. League cup semi final draw. Yeah, two legs, by the way, and then Chelsea versus Middlesbrough. I saw Chelsea fans tweet last year, "Why are Man United fans celebrating like this?" Like, uh. It's a World Cup. Now, little do they know he finally won a trophy. That's why. Now, the same Chelsea troll fan, like that United trade page, is a yeah, Chelsea yeah. version of those. He said, that, you know what? I'll be celebrating this like that too. So, <laughs> no one could say anything. But anyways, uh, obviously on paper, it should be Liverpool and um, Chelsea. But Middlesbrough, let's go. Let's go Middlesbrough. <laughs> one, because of Derek. Two, because of uh, Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick. <laughs> more more so because of Michael Carrick. No offense to Derek. Because yeah, yeah. he's no ties to them now. Um, anyways, uh, UEL draw then if you want to go reverse order. Um, it's honestly, the playoff draw, Europa League playoff draw. Honestly, so, I didn't even look at this. <laughs> so I looked at it. It's like the the it's first the first place teams get a bye, yeah. and then it's the second place teams and the third place in the Champions League. They play the each draw. other, yeah. So nothing. I mean, decent matchup. In a, okay, so the matchups are finer Feyenoord versus Roma, AC Milan versus Rennes, Lens versus Freiburg, Young Boys versus Sporting, Benfica Toulouse. Uh, Braga versus Karabag, Galatasaray versus Pro- Sparta Prague, Shakhtar versus Marseille. I think the game here is um, Feyenoord Roma. Yeah, a Feyenoord Roma seems like the closest one there. Um, just a fairness matchup, I guess. I don't trust the French leagues. Otherwise, I would have said Benfica Toulouse or AC Milan Rennes. But yeah. AC Milan should run through that easily. Remember last year? It was Barcelona versus Man United. Off the bat. Off the bat. Hey, what a what a leg it was, anyways. The both Why games couldn't you guys f- match fix this into like AC Milan versus Roma? Oh, you can't. You can't. Italy. Benfica versus Roma <laughs> or something. But yeah, so that's the UEL playoff draw. So obviously teams like Liverpool and them have a bye. Um, and then the final to end it all off, end it on a good note, the UCL draw, the U- Champions League draw. Um, no matchups. Again, like... What do you mean no matchups? No, like no, like and like like how you said, bro. Sorry. I'm excited for a couple of these. Okay, all right. I'll name. I'll list. We'll just list it off quickly. Porto, Arsenal, Napoli, Barca, PSG, Real Sociedad, Inter Milan, Atletico, PSV, Borussia, Lazio, Bayern, Copenhagen, Man City, Leipzig, Real Madrid. So this you're telling me that Barca, Napoli is not getting you excited? Not, not this year's Napoli. Right, I'm st- I'm still excited off but that. But no, what I'm saying but is like last year you would see like you're not you're not last year you would see Barca versus PSG like that's no, what I'm talking didn't. about. No, you didn't see Barca PSG. No, I'm yeah. saying like that's the type of matches you would see. At least one matchup was like that. Two teams would play each well, other. Only one chance. There was no chance of that happening this year, anyways. Yeah, there was. What? Just PSG versus one of those teams. That's it. Like it was exactly like, my point. <laughs> this so was barely any chance. Usually when usually I'm, when that happens, Barca is like second. But that, okay, PSG is so second. How, all these teams are my second. My question to you is, how rare was it for Man United and Barcelona to be matched up? It was rare. My point exactly here. There was this has a bigger chance than the, what happened last year in the Europa League. My point is, there's usually a match in the first round that bro, gets, everybody's like mouth salivating. There's no real one here. Like the biggest one I see, see here is Inter Milan Atletico Madrid. Bro, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for Barca Napoli. So right, like when I saw PSG Real oh, Susida let down. Well, yeah, obviously. Right, so like I, I'm my point isn't like I get I mean, your to be to be fair. 
when we see PSG on those matchups, it's the most boringest games I've ever seen in my life. But my point, it wasn't even just done. I think there was like another one that I saw that was like, there's usually, but you get my point though. There was always like two mega teams playing each other in the first round sometimes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying I to get say. That. I'm not saying I'm ex- not excited. It's a Champions League. Of course, I'm excited to watch. In fact, I get to watch all these game teams play. <laughs> if anything, it's not like one of those teams will get eliminated. Like, obviously, off the bat, like, what? Arsenal's a favorite. Barca should be the favorite. PSG should be the favorite. Pick your poison. Between- I don't know about Barca, bro. I'll be honest with you. I'm just saying on paper. I'm not buying Barca. I, know, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying Arsenal's the favorite off the top of my head. If you want the big teams to go through, Barcelona, there's no real small big team qualifying, right? PSG, one of Inter Milan and Atletico, I don't care. Then it's Dortmund, Bayern, City, Madrid. Off the bat, like, those are all the, like... You know how they do a meme where, like, um, the troll face thing and they like, uh, yeah, and the, like... Yeah, the matchups where they make the face? Sad, yeah. There's nothing really that was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. There was none of that this time. Yeah. Like, Copenhagen one, was, there was like, oh, I'm scared. And then you got City. Like, you got that. Yeah, yeah. But there was no, like... PSG Madrid like let's go let's go yeah yeah we don't that's my point like that's the perfect representation I, Bro, I could say to you I'm, I got a let's go for me personally I had a let's go reaction when I saw Barca Napoli and I saw I'm excited to, okay, again, inter- I'm inter- not letter. saying I'm not excited to watch these I'm, games but I'm saying me personally I'm not saying I'm not saying what you are yeah, but you get I my am. point though yeah I get your point I'm saying we don't have that I'm matchup. not disappointed about the yeah, matchup yeah 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 I get your point like yeah. you have you didn't get that reaction but me personally, I got that reaction from when I saw Barca Napoli and yeah, Atletico. I didn't get a reaction from any of that. Like, like, if it was last year's Napoli, then I would 100% agree with it. This year, yeah. Napoli's struggling. They're seventh, I think, in the Serie A. Yeah. Right? But from they, they played well year. in the Champions League. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it could, it could be one of those saying, things. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm paper, like, stop standing watching here, but I'm, at the same time. Yeah, it could be one of those things. Because like, for me, the best matchup is Inter Milan Atletico N- Madrid. Napoli did what they're supposed to do in the Champions League, right? But whereas in the Serie A, you haven't seen that. But, like, you overall, saw, you remember Leicester that one year. I know. Right? You're, but overall. Newcastle, honestly, they had a better Champions League than they are in the Premier but League like, right now. But, like, Napoli and. Napoli was better than that Leicester team <laughs> last year. I'm just giving you examples of how teams are playing different in Champions League. Out of this, Inter Milan Atletico Madrid is the most enticing because they're both, I think, top four and then they're both like... Oh yeah, that that is the best one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying, I'm giving you examples of like... Yeah, like... I'm, teams I, are different. Depending on the schedule, like I will be prioritizing... Like how many times we we see Barcelona first place and they choke? Oh, I get that. But right? my point, again, is... We saw that with City too. Many, many times as well. Again, my point is like if like obviously yeah, I, yeah. I would prioritize Barca Napoli and Inter and Atletico over any of these games. My point is it could be worse. I just hope they're both not at the same time. Those are the two big games. My point is it, it could have been worse. That's what I'm trying to say. How could it have been worse though? I think it could have been worse. How? If Inter and they could have avoided these teams, right? No. Like if Inter finished second. No, okay. In my opinion, if like Porto and Napoli flipped. Right, I would give like okay. I'm confident Arsenal would win over Napoli. Like over Barcelona, I confident Bar- Arsenal is a better team than Barcelona. Oh, wait, you're looking at the matchup wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. That, I but think like, that would have been a worse. I'm draw. saying from a, I guess a casual fan perspective. I'm not a casual fan, so I understand your point. I agree with what you're saying. But from a casual fan perspective, I'm looking like 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 how boxing is. It's like, oh my God, Wilder like, Fury, you're fighting? You're doing the MLB thing. Yeah. <laughs> like the Rangers and the, the Diamondbacks are in. <laughs> Which again, I'm a fan of baseball, so I, I was yeah. fine with it. But like my point is like from an overall perspective, I'm used to seeing one heavyweight matchup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that That's too. my point. I'm not disagreeing with anything you said here. We yeah. do this a lot <laughs> where we agree and disagree. Yeah, I don't know why we keep on continuing on. Like, <laughs> because like we get our points across. Then we come back to it. Yeah. Then we get it out. Hey, we're passionate. We're sports fans. So yeah, it's deal because with you it. also said like, "What you weren't excited for Barcelona and Napoli," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> not not compared to like what it would have been like Madrid and 
or uh, PSG and City. I don't example. think I don't think PSG like personally. This year's PSG, like I won't really be excited. Yeah, but like they're like if Mbappe. it's a, if it's PSG Real Madrid, I'm like, yeah, good. It's a heavyweight yeah, matchup. It's same. a heavyweight matchup, but like Real Madrid's winning. I get that, but it's you. Like you said it's Mbappe. Napoli, you can't say oh my, as good as Oshman is. Like it's Oshman. Okay, yeah, it is Mbappe. The guy, I forget his name. That's so long. Kavistalia. Kavitcha Kavistalia. Yeah, but no. I mean, it, yeah, it's just weird for me to see no heavyweight matchup. You have to, you have to admit that. Yeah, it's different. It's not. It's not what, that's I what guess. It was like. That's my first reaction. I'm like, wow, no heavyweight. Yeah, but no, at the same no, time, no rigging the system. Whereas PSG play like Real Madrid, I'm picking. It's an easy Obviously, Real Madrid. It also helps. PSG is playing City. I, it's an easy City. If PSG play Arsenal, it's an easy Arsenal. And to your P- easy Arsenal. Yeah. I don't think PSG is that good, bro. I and know Mbappe. That. To be fair, I wouldn't say Arsenal. To be say fair, easy. to be fair, Mbappe is not that guy in the Champions League. But I'm gonna say this: as we Arsenal seen ain't that team in the Champions League either. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is a different Arsenal. That's team. my point. This is a different Arsenal. You could team. say that, like you said, everywhere, everybody says the same thing with the Leafs. It's a different Leafs team or the different Cowboys team. Well, that's a different sport. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general, like Arsenal in the Champions League. Okay, the thing is this. The it. thing is this. I don't say it. I don't say it. Yeah. I'm saying it for Arsenal. I guess like it also helps when um, Matt. Well, well, it helps. I guess your argument that like Man United choked. Otherwise, we probably could have had a Man United versus um, Madrid first round or something. Like what? In my opinion, like what were you really expecting? With the, I was what expecting PSG to verse a big team. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Off the bat, like that was the only realistic option. But I'm just saying, based on what we've seen this year. No, but at the end of the day, my you're the group of that was probably the probably going to be better. But again, the my, best thing we've seen. Again, I'm talking about a casuals fan perspective, which I'm not, and I know you're not. We know, but I, at the same time, I'm not convinced that Arsenal, like Arsenal over PSG, I'm not convinced. Everything else, I agree with with you. I think City, Madrid, those guys for sure. Maybe not Arsenal, Arsenal and Barcelona. All right, I agree with that. I disagree with that part. But yeah, like. Like I said, I'm just surprised not to see like a heavyweight matchup off the bat, like how they usually did. Like last yeah. year's Europa League had no business for that to be the first round matchup. Exactly. But right. l- let's call it there. Yeah, let's um, call it there. It was a good, long, fun episode. Um, make sure you guys uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you guys re- uh, watch out for this weekend. It's maybe most likely Saturday, a guest pod episode about a certain media member's journey of what he has done so far. Hint, he's been a potential guest. He's a potential guest on the. He was a potential guest. That's what I want to say. Um, what, are you no. trying to, what are you trying to say? <laughs> he, was, he is potentially a guest you have seen before that we've had. Okay. Before. That's what I mean to word it. It's late. All right, I'm tired. Um, Bro, you're t- yeah, you're and, tired. And um, just tired. a reminder: there is no Monday episode because it's Christmas. So just in advance, Merry Christmas to who all sep- who celebrate Christmas, um, who don't Happy Holidays in general. I know there's Kwanzaa. I know there's Hanukkah. Um, for the Punjabis, um, obviously nothing to celebrate in terms of the Shahidi Devis. So the Shorte Sahib Jade and the Shahidi Devis. Um, so obviously we're not celebrating that, but we have to honor their legacy. Exactly. There. Yeah. Um, so whatever you guys celebrate or whether whatever you guys um, pray for, uh, I guess in this case, um, do it safely. Have a great holidays. We'll see you on Boxing Day. And yeah, uh, other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.